Design it, craft it, smith it, stitch it, tool it, and pick it. We do it all. This is Bespoke Lahoma. Musical intro by Allie Harder and Pig's Fly Shop out of Oklahoma City. Welcome to another fine episode of Bespoke Oklahoma, broadcasting live as always out of the Traditions Leathercraft Studio, 7500 West Reno, Suite 200, just to the east of the outlet malls off of I-40. Be sure to keep an eye out as Casey is still uh, posting deals on deals on deals on the Traditions Leathercraft socials as well as in the closeouts tab of the traditionsleathercraft.com website. Uh, classes upcoming uh, next Saturday, February 25th, will be a basic introduction to Western floral carving <clears throat> from 10 to noon. You'll learn the basics of floral carving, including how to use your swivel knife, your basic six tooling tools, and how to properly case your leather, a big one if you are just starting out in tooling. Uh, materials and pattern are provided, space is limited, so please contact KC or Traditions Leathercraft ASAP if you'd like to be a part of that class. Um, on March 4th, there will be a basic basket weave stamping class, two hour hands-on class uh, learning how to lay out the border with your swivel knife, bevel, and then stamp one of the most popular patterns, the basket weave. Uh, I know that I personally sell quite a few basket weave uh, belts. They're a great alternative for somebody who wants a beautiful piece of handworked leather, uh, maybe without the price tag of a fully tooled belt. And it's just a, it's a super slick pattern. Uh, also, the 24th and 25th of March, Jim Linnell from Elk Track Studios will be at Traditions teaching a project. The project and full details of that are to be determined, but keep your eyes out for that. Um, second Saturday of every month, which we've already passed this month, uh, but second Saturday of every month, the Chisholm, Oklahoma Chisholm Trail Leather Guild meets at Traditions from 10 to noon. All comers welcome. And uh, we in the leather community are kind of gearing up for the IFOLG. Blech. I think I hit all those letters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the International Federation of Leather Guilds. Um, and their, their meeting is in Phoenix. October. In October. Uh, and you do have to be a dues-paying member of a leather guild in order to attend the IFOLG. So if that's something you'd be interested in, be sure to look into the Oklahoma Chisholm Trail Leather Guild. You said it was in Arizona? I th- I'm pretty sure. I thought it was Kansas. <clears throat> oh, you're, no. See, pff, don't listen to me. It is in Kansas. It's in... See, don't even ask me now. It is in Kansas. I apologize. It's not in Arizona. Maybe I was thinking about, I was going to say. You were thinking of Prescott, the show coming up soon. Yes. 
Uh, the toddler has found me. Um, apparently, I did not get the door closed. <laughs> Hi, Bubba. Um, so, yeah, that is all that I've got on the list of announcements, classes, and updates. One thing I have right off the bat I'm going to hit y'all with <clears throat> is stop this podcast at this very moment and go rate us or give us a review on whatever you're listening to the podcast on. Give us a rate and review. It helps us out. helps us get other artists and craftsmen um, on the show. It'll help us out, and it will help uh, – us from having to deal with being on red from pe- for on <laughs> being on red from people seeing our message about being on our podcast and never talking to us, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, annoys the hell out of me. Anyways, um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, this will be a short episode this week. Um, it's just gonna be me and Melissa. I know you're welcome. Um, we wanted to come on because obviously guests are starting to get hard to come by and uh also uh we'll be we'll probably be uh we won't have an episode for a few weeks after this melissa's gonna try to get some stirred up but uh i've got a lot going on my wife is actually having her surgery on the 27th of february so we are gearing up for that and the weekend following that i have a real big show that I'm doing with uh, Tony and Casey, depending on how my wife's surgery goes. And uh, it's just, it got really busy really fast. We went from busy Christmas, that it died down, and now super busy again. <laughs> it died down uh, for like a month. Like a yeah. month. So, and plus Melissa is like extra pregnant. <laughs> and... to the point of complaining <laughs> <laughs> like that's the first thing she said when she got on the phone with me is like i'm i can't do this like i'm running out of room i'm running out of room i'm running out of brain power i'm running out of energy so i will i will uh i will try to uh put together some shows upcoming i i had told you dustin that i would get some folks um, that I worked with at the fall fair market last November. Mm-hmm. And so I do still have that uh, pool of folks who, you know, at one point were interested in coming on the show. So I, I will talk to my people that I met um, from there and see if I can get some shows put together. Um, the toddler is still waking up at like six ish and not napping. So, <laughs> My my brain power dwindles pretty quickly throughout the day, but we'll, but I'll see what I can get put together, uh, and we'll see if we can get some shows for you guys here the next couple weeks. Also, as I'm sitting here at my desk while we're recording, I'm looking all around it, and like my desk gets work worked on constantly, right? But it still has dust in places. Everywhere, mine does yeah. everywhere. Just everywhere. Yeah. Can't get yeah. can't get rid of it. And also, of course, I have my burnishing machine with the sander side, like mm-hmm. uh, on yeah. the table too. So there's also like leather dust on everything. I still don't have my power burnisher hooked up yet. That's what yeah. I bought. I <clears throat> bought mine from uh, from Josh. 
mm. JC Razors. And uh, it is definitely one of the best purchases I have made machinery-wise. Yeah, I, I'm waiting to, like, I, I can't, I could technically attach it to this table or this desk that I work on, but it would be too much. I need to make a, like, if anybody's been like in a cases, stand. Yeah, like a, a freestand stand. And that way I can just move it wherever I need it, plug it in and make a mess. Maybe open put it in front of a window and open the window and let it all go outside maybe. But uh, yeah, I still got a lot of work in this shop to do. <laughs> See, and I, one of these days with mine, I've always thought about building like a funnel contraption with a vacuum attached to it. Yeah. underneath it to maybe reduce because I tell you what if you've got any amount of material to move that thing makes such a mess yeah also um, I, I want to put it out there for our leather workers another issue that I've been having actually for the last few months maybe I th it, it happened in my old shop I think and I know it's not the leather I think it's either my water bottle like I, my spray bottle that I use to spray down the leather, either there's something wrong with it or there's something wrong with the water. Cause like I'll cut out a piece of leather and it will be completely clean. Like no discoloration, no nothing. Right. And then I spray it down with the water, soak it down real good with the spray bottle. And occasionally there will be these little bright pink dots. Ooh. Like not, not like all over it, but like somewhere on there, there will be a bright pink, pink dot on it. And I like, have not seen bright pink dot. A lot of people have issues with blue or black from like contact to, which I've had trouble with because I used four aught steel wool on mm. a project, and so now I just have invisible steel fairy dust everywhere. Right. That I get on stuff occasionally. I, it's, it doesn't matter how many times. It's like glitter. The more times you vacuum, it's like the worse it gets. But well, for the, and it doesn't happen on every, like, uh, I could buy a double shoulder. And I could cut out, like, ten wallets out of it, right? And then maybe two of those five wallets will have that pink dot somewhere on it. Does it die? I don't, I don't think it's died. I mean, they, like, my... No, I my mean, does the pink is... dot die? Like, does it take dye? Uh, you can still kind of see it. If you knew where to look. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it... The dye will kind of dull it down, way down to where it just looks like... A spot? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not as pink. But, uh, <laughs> it's... It, it's weird, and like for the longest time, it was only pink. And the last two pieces that I cut, there, there was an orange dot. And yeah, I almost wonder if that's not your water. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking of going and getting a brand new spray bottle, and then maybe buying like distilled. You have to water. get fancy and buy distilled water to case your leather with. Right. Uh, <laughs> um. So, yeah, I was thinking about trying that. But if anybody knows what that might be, reach out to me and let me know. Because, like, legit, the leather did not have it until I sprayed it. And even after it dries, it's there. 
So it has to be the water or something in the spray bottle. See, that's kind of funny because I I have an old Tupperware container and like mm-hmm. a, a sponge. That's how I case my leather. And like I have never cleaned it. There's like a residue of like leather on the inside of the Tupperware when it dries out. And like I noticed today that the sponge was kind of slimy. And I have literally never had an issue with discoloration. So, you know, you've got what should be this clean process and you're still getting a spot. So maybe you just need a scuzzy Tupperware and sponge, Dustin. Maybe. I don't know. Like, like I... Over the weekend, I did, I knocked out five hat boxes for my customer. And uh, I think two of the five had, one had pink dot and one had two orange dots. But they, I was covering up with a dark dye, so you can't see it at all. Um, hmm. Shit, where was I going with that? Oh, um, today <laughs> I cut out two knife sheaths that I'm doing for a customer and when I wet them down, no issues. I hmm. don't know what's going on. I don't know if that is an odd one. I, I don't know if maybe if it's the water maybe sitting in the nozzle. Like if I don't use it for a couple of days and when I finally do use it, something is like builds up in there and comes out. And then after it yeah. comes out it's all good until it's, you know, Maybe it's mold. I don't know. But I don't know yeah. if mold would change something in a bright pink. And it's only like a like a pin prick of a dot. Not like not like a huge not very patch. Big. Yeah. Like a fleck of something. Yeah. And it's, well, definitely if anybody has any ideas on that, I'd be curious on that one too. Because like I said, I've seen lots of blue dots and black dots, but I have not seen pink dots or orange dots. Yeah. Very strange. That's a fun one. (laughs) Well, I have not had too many issues as of late. I will say I I finally broke down and bought the Maker's Dop Kit uh, Mm -hmm. pattern. And I'm very happy that I did. For anybody who's on the fence about about that pattern or that build, super fun build. Um, Aaron, Aaron, of course, does a great job uh with his videos to accompany his acrylic templates um but well worth every penny like i said those those dop kits turned out fantastic and were really a fun build i did have to right i know i did have to i i had called dustin because i knew dustin had made a couple of them and i i've got some different kind of zippers and i did end up having to just as I predicted, uh, my zipper was too wide for the pattern. Mm-hmm. So when you went to put the ends of it together where the zipper goes in, um, I had, I think I ended up with like three quarters of an inch wider where the zipper was than where the leather was. So I did have to end up trimming. So it changed the, the shape of the dop kit a little bit from what Aaron's looks like. But super, Wait, super slick. The, the zipper was three quarter inches wider. Yeah. So like I said, I, what I'm using, the zippers that I have that I had in a length that I could use for the dop kits, they are like a big heavy duty zipper that EC leather sells uh, for like shaps and rope bags and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like a number 10 metal tooth, and then it has pretty wide zipper tape. And it's got a big zipper pull. So a lot of my customers like them because it's like a very like big macho feeling zipper. So, so was the was the tape too wide or the teeth too wide? Well, well, all of it kind of. Once I so you attach the zipper to um, your three quarter inch pieces, and then those three quarter inch pieces attach to the body of the dop kit. Okay. So once all of that was stitched together, that whole piece from leather, you know, strip, zipper, strip, leather, all the way across, ended up being three quarters of an inch wider than the other side of the leather that you stitch it to. Hmm. So I had to cut out some of my notches to get everything to line up properly because it just it's just a really wide zipper so I had to modify it a little bit but it worked and it was super easy to modify so good that pattern that sounds that doesn't sound, sound right to me <laughs> that don't uh, sound right if you, you I mean it probably would have been easier if you would have went to one of my classes. It probably would have been. I guarantee it would have been easier if I had gone to a dog kit class. <laughs> Everything um, would be easier if I actually took a class for it. But I like to struggle, Dustin. I I love making dog kits. And I don't think I've made a single one in probably since my the last class I did, which would have been last summer. Yeah. Yeah, so I well, it works. I might have to put an order aside tonight. I I plan on working late tonight, so I might uh, make one, throw one together if I have the zippers. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like I said, I was just trying to use some zippers I had on hand because, as most makers know, leathers zippers can get kind of pricey. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, like I said, I was just trying to make work something that I had on hand because I use those zippers for another um, case that I build. They're like 22 inches long. So they were a little longer than I needed. But, you know, with gas prices and everything, it was better than going and buying more stuff. So, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> where I was kind of going with that was I, I did say that I was going to try to get some guests put together for the next couple of weeks, but I have um, I have gotten myself busy -er oh, yeah. than I intended to. Yeah, well, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men. So my thinking was, is I'm having this baby in May, okay? And here, here in the next month or two, because this is what I struggled with when I had Charlie, was uh, I had the scabbard. I, I was working on the scabbard when I had Charlie. And I thought that I would be able to get the scabbard finished before I had him. But I ran into the problem very quickly that a lot of our profession involves like being hunched over a table. <laughs> uh, which at some point just becomes frankly impossible. I mean, it's just not, it's just not possible. Um, and so I know that I probably only have, 
another month and a half of actual like work left that I'll, Mm -hmm. you know, that I'll physically be able to work. Um, And so I was thinking, okay, how can I kind of set myself up for success and kind of keep, and and then, you know, of course there's going to be a period of time after I have the kid that I'm not going to be able to do much. Um, So how, you know, I'm just from a business perspective, I'm trying to figure out kind of how I can keep the business going and kind of keep some money coming in during this time. Because when I had Charlie, I wasn't, I mean, I was just getting in, I was just starting to do customs. Um, And I'm at a point now where I want to keep my momentum going. So I'm like, okay, how do I do this? So I finally broke down and decided to talk to some local businesses about stocking some of my product. There you go. And it may have worked a little too well. (laughs) Um, I mean, ask and you shall receive, people. Um, And so so it's good news in that uh, I've got a couple of businesses that are really excited. And actually, uh, one of the businesses that I went to, um, I only had three of the item that I thought that this business would be uh, interested in. Mm-hmm. And and when I got there, I, I mean, I, you know, I, my, somebody had talked to him, like, for me, and it said, oh, yeah, you know, she'll have to bring her stuff in. So I just, it was kind of a blind thing that I went to. I was like, okay, I'll just go show my product, see if they're interested. And he go, I, I pull out the three pieces, and he goes, oh, this is this all you have and i said wait yeah and he goes oh well i thought you were gonna have enough to stock these in all six of our stores across the tulsa metro area and i was like (laughs) oh no (laughs) um and so he was like well if you can pull it off um I, i would i would love to stock this item in all six stores and i'm like oh no (laughs) I mean oh yes but like oh no um and so so I've got that one that was kind of like that was one of those oop shits where you're like oh man that what have I signed myself up for um but it'll be it'll be good and then um the other one is a local boutique and uh and she's she ordered all sorts of stuff from which of course because of christmas i'm kind of low on stock right now um and so she she went ahead and ordered quite a few of my smaller items and that's that's kind of an interesting note that i wanted to touch on i'll be curious to see dustin how your uh backwoods not to like i know i always end up being like betty bummer on this show but the economy's tough y'all um, and I'm kind of curious if, if like, I know we have some leather crafter listeners and, and listeners from out of state. Uh, I wonder if times is as tough outside of Oklahoma as they are here. Cause that was, uh, you know, I've talked to some people who've done some shows already this year and they've been maybe less than exciting, a little lackluster. Um, don't say that. No, I know, and I don't want to put any bad juju on you, but, like, even this, the boutique that, uh, 
knock on wood, it's going to be the best show ever. Um, but even this boutique that I talked to, uh, you know, she said, she said, frankly, you know, with the economy like it is, I don't even have a market for any of your bigger items. Hmm. Um, and she said that she used to take her boutique stuff to shows, but she said after last year, it's just not even hardly worth it. And she was telling, so in Pahuska, which is just north of where I live, that's where the Pioneer Woman is from, and she has her whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so she's got like this whole Pioneer Mercantile, and they've got a restaurant and a bakery, and and it's it's basically turned this little cow town into kind of a tourist trap. Because <laughs> I think they have a hotel too with the Mercantile, um, and everybody knows who the Pioneer Woman is now. You know, she's in Walmart. Come on. Um, but uh, she was telling me that just in the last year, five small businesses have gone out of business in Pahuska. Hmm. Um, from like boutiques to restaurants to just, I mean, apparently the, the economy is hitting all of the entrepreneurial small business folks pretty hard. So there's your Betty bummer tidbit for the week i guess but but uh, i was i was already a little bit stressed about the yeah now i'm a lot stressed well the and i guess that was that was my point i guess or how i came to all that was that you know she was interested in pretty much my smaller ticket items and i tell you what i last year it shows had a tough time selling some of the bigger ticket stuff um well, yeah, at, at shows, like unless it's like uh, a fair of the heart or any of those big brand the name big shows, big ones. If it's a craft show of any kind, or like uh, like a watermelon festival or some shit like that, people aren't there for big ticket items. They're there no. to spend eat, a couple bucks ride, and enjoy the weekend. Ride food, ride some yeah. rides. And maybe get a little souvenir here and there. I mean, it, it's it's better if you're good, if you're going to do these shows. It's better to have a bunch of stuff made that's twenty dollars or, or less. And like I know there's probably some leather workers out there, and I'm not calling you out or anything, but there are a lot that I've seen. They're like, I I, I can't even cut out a piece of leather for 20 bucks like you know um i do drawing classes for for stupid expense like i'm not going to make little stuff if you want to make money at these shows you have to have a bunch of little stuff but you still have your big ticket items because well and that's what they say is is the bigger stuff kind of draws people in because it's stuff to look at you know Mm -hmm. and it's well who among us doesn't enjoy window shopping you know, right, <clears throat> and like you might have a big ticket item be with you for a season of doing shows, and then the following season, someone might buy it, or you might buy the it right the first, person. The first, yeah, it, you you're just waiting for the right person. Like it, unless it's a very very detailed keychain. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
they're twenty dollars or less. Keychains are super simple. If you make well, it, if you do a whole bunch of details, yeah, I mean, pump that price up and make them pay for it. But if you're just doing a three D stamp and maybe a little border and dye it one color, yeah, like twenty bucks or under. That's how you make your money. That's how you get your boost feedback. And then it's big ticket stuff. items like wallets and everything else. That is extra. <clears throat> that's a bonus. Yeah. Well, and that's what she said. That's that's kind of the idea with the boutique was, you know, earrings. Um, she really liked my cast iron pan handle covers. Mm-hmm. Do you do you have a better phrase for those, Dustin, than cast iron pan handle covers? Oh my God, that's too much. Cast iron handle cover. Cast iron handle cover. Yeah. Or. A, because a cast iron pot holder, I don't know. I'll figure it out. But yeah, so littler stuff, littler stuff like that. So the point being is, long story long, um, I thought I would just, you know, quickly get some ducks in a row before I had the baby. And instead, I have somehow manufactured for myself a lot of, and I'm not complaining. I want to preface this with I am not complaining. But I have somehow manufactured myself a fair bit of work to get done in the next couple of months. <laughs> along my with ducks, some My customs. ducks are not in a row, but at least they're in the same pond. They're drunk. Mine are drunk. And they are <laughs> stumbling around eating popcorn. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. <laughs> so, also, I forgot to mention, if anybody listening, if you hear heavy breathing, it's not just Melissa. <laughs> my dog is in the shop and occasionally he walks up and just goes <laughs> right next to me. So if it picks up, that's what it is. It's not Melissa it's going into just me. <laughs> I'm just running out of room for my lungs. But uh but yeah, so that's that's the fun that I have going on here the next couple months. Uh that's why I say I will try to get some shows put together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. I will, I will make a, I will make more of an effort to put shows together than, uh, than I have in the past, perhaps Dustin <laughs> carry the team money back on that one, bud. <laughs> uh, I, I actually still need to figure out what I'm going to name this episode because I'm kind of tired of naming, naming them Tom Pulleri. Yeah, um, I gotta think of something a little bit more clever for this one, just just because. Um, just because we can. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of if I had anything else. I think that's about all the the fun. I, I kind of sort of thought of seeing what our even though we never hear from our listeners except for like two, um, what they would think of if like if we slowed down on getting uh, guests and just like did a weekly or bi-weekly like if occasionally we have a guest cool but the majority of it being like hey me and Melissa are going to get on here and bullshit for 30 minutes if y'all like that and well and we could even like try to make it informational you know we could and I've thought I've thought about that too of, um, 
you know, do like a leather tip or because and I guess I'm looking at this from the lens of I have had a couple of uh, people just getting into leather work talk to me here recently. And so it's kind of gotten me going back through my brain of like, oh, crap, you know, what were the hardest things to learn? What were, you know, some of the biggest learning curves getting into leather craft? Um, and so, like I said, I, it kind of got me thinking about maybe we could do, um, you know, something of value, something educational, perhaps. <laughs> Not, not that I necessarily feel like I am a, uh, I mean, a voice, a, like a master a of any of it, but a small little segment to show people that we kind of sort of know what we're talking about. We might, we might have an idea. Well, and like with the, with the power burnisher, I mean, mm-hmm. I think we can both agree that that is a, a great piece of kit to have in the shop. Um, mm-hmm. And when you're first getting into buying machinery, you know, even even that burnisher is a, is a pretty high ticket item, you know, um, and and it would be nice to know where to put your money. So even if we could kind of poll uh, what are some of the better buys out there. Mm-hmm. And I actually have. Um, a set of dies that I used to make earrings that I got off of Amazon for like 30 bucks. That's one of the best things I've ever bought. Do you just hammer them out? Uh, I mean, I have an Arbor press and, and I, I do it that way because um, they are manufactured in China, China. So if you hammer them, you will bust the welds hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Uh, so you do have to be kind of careful with them, but if you're careful with them, I, I mean, I've been using them for two years now and I haven't sharpened anything and they still. Oh, uh, I do have an announcement. I almost forgot. Um, I should be back. I'm, I'm going to announce it now just be, in case I'm not back in time to announce it before it happens. But on March 24th, let me double check mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah. March 24th at about 6 p.m., I will be at Core 4 Brewing, which we had Buck on the podcast um, last year or the year before. Um, he was one of the earlier ones that we did. Right. Uh, I'm going to be up there at Core 4 from like 6 to 10-ish with Dylan from VB Leather. And we are doing what is called what we're calling tooling and tunes so dylan if y'all remember from his episode he's a pretty decent singer he can play the hell of a guitar and he's got a beautiful beautiful voice <laughs> and, and he's pretty uh, decent at tooling yeah and yeah and he's a good leather worker he's a good he's a good tooler um but he has been singing open mic night up at core four on Thursday nights and they occasionally do like different artist events occasionally like they'll just do a little pop-up and have an artist come and do something for a couple hours well one night I was up there with Dylan and I go to the bathroom it's kind of busy so it takes me a little bit and plus I have uh I I always take my dog up there because it's pet friendly and uh and your pet is friendly 
Yeah. And I mean, his name is Lovey. So. I know. <laughs> I can only imagine how friendly he is, just <laughs> even based um, on your Instagram posts. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I come back outside, and Dylan is sitting there talking to Buck. And Buck is the owner that we had on the podcast. And they're like, hey, do you have anything going on on March 24th? I'm like, let me look and look and nothing. And so they had made the decision that on that night, Dylan is going to be up there and he's going to do a whole set list of songs. And I'm going to be there uh, doing a tooling demonstration. And we're calling it Tooling and Tunes. Very cool. Yeah. So come by and say hi. Um, That'll be fun. I want to get... uh, one of those little press deals because I was thinking about putting together a bunch of just plain veg tan key fobs and taking all my like 3D letters and the animal letter or 3D animal stamps and like doing like cheap custom stamps right there for cheap and making some money. I don't know. I just gotta find. That's not a bad idea. Not, yeah, I just don't. I, I looked them up and Weaver has them for like. 300 bucks I'm like ah, mm. I, don't want mm. I don't know about yeah. that we, Weaver I, I've seen their machines work in person and they work really well but like the splitter they have it's a manual and mm-hmm. it costs more than Cobra's motor motorized splitter which they Ouch. both are very good machines, but holy hell. <laughs> but still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I just well, that'll be that cool. I'm glad to... you guys are still working with Core 4. It was a blast having Buck on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I got, that, that's my place. Like That's my jam. Um, yeah. You know, since, since my wife has had a lot of issues and whatnot, um, and she's working from home. So I get no time to myself, like at all. <laughs> uh, well, the only time I get to myself is when they go to sleep and I come out here and walk my ass off in the shop. But yeah. uh, no, she, uh, I try to go up there like once a week and like, I don't get drunk or anything. I just have a beer or two and hang out and I take the dog with me and he loves it and everybody loves him. Like he's, he's popular up there. Like, See, that's what I used to do when I lived in Colorado. We were mm-hmm. in, I was in the middle of nowhere, but it just, they just so happened to have a brewery. Mm-hmm. And so that's what like everybody did is you just go have a, have a draft beer at the brewery, you know, mm-hmm. and they had food too. So just go have a bite and a beer and it, no, it was a great time. I love, I love that atmosphere. That is one thing that as a parent of small children and a pregnant lady I have been kind of jonesing for (laughs) the like beer and a burger type atmosphere maybe maybe once I can talk somebody into babysitting two kids I can go get a burger and a beer (laughs) I I actually found an event that actually just happened and I was disappointed that I missed it but I didn't have the money to go to it anyways um, I'm going to start saving my money up for share this year 
and next February 4th in Golden, Colorado, they oh, have yeah. an event called Goldens in Golden, Colorado. And it's just this event only for golden retrievers. And for anybody that doesn't know, that's what my dog <laughs> is. And it's my, like, he's the best dog ever. So next year, we're going to try to go to Goldens in Golden, Colorado. Goldens and Golden. I actually have a cousin with the last name Golden that lives in Golden. Mm-hmm. And you'll love this. She actually used to work in quality control for Coors, mm-hmm. which literally just meant that she tried beer all day. Oh, like that job, just so everybody knows, that job exists. That sounds beautiful. Yes, I, she, I remember. She loved it for sure. I, I remember when I was still working in lumberyards and everything, or it might have been around when I was twenty-one. I found I I heard a rumor that if you worked at the Budweiser plant here in Oklahoma City, that like you got like a six-pack or a twelve-pack with each paycheck. And uh... I tried. Yeah, I tried so hard to get hired on there. Now, I know, I know, so I lived in St. Louis for a while, and I know that there was some pretty sweet perks to working for Anheuser-Busch, but I don't know if they got that much free beer. Well, I didn't make it on to their crew, so I don't (laughs) know. So we'll never know anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I just figured out what this episode is going to be called. Okay. What? Did you? Okay, <laughs> I'll look for it. I'll look for it. Okay, okay. Right. So, next week, uh, we may have somebody on. We may not. Bear with us maybe, here, folks. Maybe not. Yeah. Hey, life real quick. Melissa, are you ready for the, the joke? Yes. It's kind of a joke. It's more, it's more of a riddle. Okay. So, what starts with a W and ends with a T? What? Hmm? What? What? Did you answer it? Or are you asking what? Uh, I'm answering it. Oh, you actually got one. I did actually get this one. <laughs> <laughs> I can spell. <laughs> uh, I thought you were actually. I thought you were going to struggle with that one. No, I was playing. I was playing along. I actually got that one. This is what we've been doing this for a year and a half, and I got one. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> Finally, year has it been a year and a half? It's almost like two years, ain't it? Uh, well, I update it on how old my child is. So we started when he was a month old, and he's he'll be two in May. So yeah. Hmm. So yeah, it's been over a year and a half. Damn. Yeah, and we still have a show, Dustin. Let's keep it that yeah. way. I we, we <laughs> haven't hit we haven't hit one hundred episodes. In Not yet. Two years. <laughs> well, We're weekly. Have to try to hit that. Yeah, we'll have to hit that this year. So. Well, y'all, thank you for joining us for another episode of Bespoke Oklahoma. We will do our very due diligence to uh, bring you a show next week. And if you see one of them big balloons up in the sky, <laughs> aim small, miss small. Shoot it. Shoot it. (laughs) All right. Bye, y'all. Bye.
Stuff because I'm from the great state of Oklahoma. 